long. All this dope I stepped on. Real get the rest gone. Then that nigga, what else you want? Power, power, respect. Hello, what is up listeners? This is Gary A. Swaby, and this is just a quick disclaimer before we get into this episode of the PowerCast. I just want to let you know that during this episode, there were some technical difficulties on my behalf, and it is very unfortunate because we weren't able to uphold the usual level of quality of the episode. Um, it's not too, too bad. It's just that you're going to hear my words a bit jumbled and skipping around from time to time. Um, we did the best we could. And um, at some point, Dana Abercrombie actually takes over the hosting duties, um, you know, just so that, that it's a better listening experience. Hopefully these things won't happen again. It was a situation where I I couldn't foresee that there was going to be a connection issue. It was something to do with my internet connection and the stream yard that we use to record the show. So just wanted to let you know that I apologize for the technical difficulties, but you can still listen to the episode and um, hopefully you'll still fully hear you know, our perspective on this episode of Force. Enjoy the show. Hello and good evening, everyone. It's Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to or watching The Powercast. And today we will be recapping Power Book 4, Force, Season 2, Episode 9. And the title of this episode is No Loose Ends. I am joined today by Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How are you doing, Rich? Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? What's up, indeed? And I am also joined, of course, by Miss Dana Abercrombie. And how are you doing today, Dana? I am doing very well. We have one more episode to go, and then Raising Canaan. Woo! Oh yeah, just one, just one more left. I can't wait for raising Kane, and you know that, you know that's my favorite. But um, but yeah, we we do have to uh, finish these last two episodes of Force, and uh, yeah, so there, there there's a lot going on um, that we need to talk about. So this will be an interesting one to to kind of see what everyone's thinking leading into the finale. Um, you know, before we do that. You know, big shouts to all the people for, you know, staying engaged with the show and everything and leaving your comments. We love seeing all the comments, all the theories and, you know, hearing what people think is going to happen and everything like that. So big shouts to all the people uh, and all the supporters out there. And uh, also, you know, we encourage you guys to get involved, you know, do leave your comments. You know, this is a very critical time in the show now where we want to see your theories leading into the finale. Like, what do you guys think is going to happen this week? So be sure to let us know what you think is going to happen. And I do have a very important question I'm going to ask later on, and I can't wait to see what people think of that. So, um but yeah, uh, also hit the like button on the video if you do enjoy the discussion today and also subscribe to the channel because all of that stuff helps out and it helps us stay committed to doing more of this stuff, 
you know, so please uh, do show your support. But let's get right into the takeaways for this episode, uh, episode nine. And this week, we are going to go to Miss Dana Abercrombie first. So <laughs> sorry to put you on the spot, Dana, but when you're ready, uh, take it away and hit us with your takeaways. Uh, you're muted. I did a whole monologue and everything oh, from the top. So this basically, I, I appreciated it for what it was, especially with the title, which it said No Loose Ends. And I really felt that they were trying to make up for the characters and situations of season one and previously and other seasons that really distracted from the show and from the Tommy narrative. One of the big things that I really appreciated was the fact that, you know, JP is standing, I'm just standing up more for himself in terms of being a father, taking that role position. We had him previously, there was a lot of remorse, a lot of anger towards Kate, um, especially when it came to, him being gay and that resulting in him abandoning his son. Um, uh, and so DMAC, basically when he is, he leaves the facility and he comes to his friend's house and he ends up being found by JP. He has that conversation that's like, be a father. You've never been a father, be a father. Even the situation where Tommy put him into, even though that was for his own good and he's a little hard-headed and there was a little Tariqness in him, um, he never really consulted JP about it and never really let JP take the lead. Now, you can argue it's because Tommy has more of a, a street mind and understands what would happen to Darnell as opposed to what JP was. But JP never really took that fatherly role. So I really like the fact that they did that and then the incorporation of Kate Kate has been trying really hard this season. Um, she had some good times. She had some really bad times. But with JP kind of forgiving Kate and understanding where Kate came from in reflection to how he is with Darnell, their relationship, I feel, can be stronger. Now, the question remains, in order for Darnell, not Darnell, JP, to be the father to Darnell, and to stand up against Tommy, because remember you said, I have to have that conversation with Tommy. Does this mean that Tommy has to take less control of that family? Can we go back to JP, Kate, and Darnell being that family unit? We'll always have Tommy, but he's more of in the distance because it can lead to a lot of more distractions. And I feel that in order for JP to step up in that fatherly role, sometimes you're gonna have to say like, Uncle Tommy, we don't need your advice right now, thank you. But I'm gonna start making decisions for this family. And you can argue that Darnell has been searching for that guidance, especially when a kid is coming to you and saying, screaming, listen to me, just be there for me. Uh, you say a lot of words, but I need action. And I do feel that there's genuine love within that unit, even including with Tommy. 
But in order for that unit to be strong and to stand on its own, maybe you have to just not include Tommy anymore. Tommy has a lot of different things that's going on with him. And if you look at it, it seems to be, especially for this season, we didn't see a lot of interactions with them. They're kind of drifting apart. We never got to spend time. I thought we were going to be in the bar and see JP at work. And we didn't. And I felt like all of these characters from season one that was brought in was never kind of really fully developed upon. It was just to give more backstory to the Tommy character. So with no loose ends, I wonder if we're going to have to cut off that loose end and maybe start phasing them out of the show. I, I just Because if you look at it, if you're trying to be the strong family unit and you want your son out of the game and you want to be there and you want your mom to be great and sober and you want to live your version of happiness, that can include chasing after Tommy or doing Tommy's bidding. Granted, Darnell, you know, he helps Tommy out in a lot of situations, but that also caused a lot of harm to him as well. So in order for that to truly tie up loose ends, by Uncle Tommy. And so I, I wonder where that dynamic will end up going. Um, another thing that was really interesting for me was the fact that we had um, Miguel's mother. Uh, you know, she came in. I was like, oh, this is going to be good. She's going to be like this, you know, king, queen pen drug thing running around, you know, taking or you know, giving everybody orders and really, you know, running the operations of things. And she was just there in the distance. She gave, you know, some kind of information and she gave that, you know, advice. You need to be strong. And that's great. But she really didn't overall have a much impact that I thought she would have in this season. Um, so with her explosive scene, I have to say that uh, I kind of appreciate that because she, she didn't bring what I thought she was going to bring. She didn't bring that whole, I didn't feel like she was a threat. First of all, I didn't really feel that she was a huge hindrance to Tommy and the peoples. I just felt that it further showed that Miguel is not his own person. When you have him dealing with Che in one ear and his mother in another ear, he doesn't seem like he's a man who could stand up and make his own decisions. And we kind of saw that again with this whole episode of him not really he, he tries to take the lead, but is easily thwarted. You know, we, we saw how Tommy was able to intercept that and how he, he was able to bring in the real killer in order to get on Che's side. He's not very smart in seeing the manipulation. I believe the mother is that smart, but she didn't, she, she, she kept saying, we got to get rid of Tommy. But I just really wish that she had more something to do. I didn't feel that threat. So with her being gone, okay, I really didn't feel anything. Because overall, the character really didn't bring anything. So that was, that was fine with me. Um, another thing that I think is really interesting is Gennard and Diamond's situation. First off, that is like the quickest recovery I think I've ever seen with Gennard involving drugs. I mean, even Lamar was, like, suffering. But he he, he was like, boop, he went right back to normal. Put on that chapstick, 
took a shower, scrubbed down, got on some fresh clothes, and he was back to normal. So yay for him. I do wonder whether or not that his sobriety will be long lasting, um, especially with Shanti constantly annoying him and being in his ear and also annoying me in general. But it's really interesting with this. Um, we saw that Shanti really kind of wants to push his brother out. Uh, remember, he was like, we could bring him into the fold. And they're like, no, we don't want to do that. So I really wonder what that dynamic is going to be. Is he going to choose his brother over Shanti? So if that's the case, who's going to end up doing what to whom? And Shanti does seem like that kind of person. I would hope so, that she's not so big in the ego that she can figure out that, hey, he can turn at me on any any chance that he gets. So I should keep an eye out as well because she's being really like strong arming him to the point where it's like, geez, give him a break. You know, and even he said that to her, give me a break, essentially. So um, that relationship is interesting. And also we've seen them kind of come together. We've seen them fight as brothers. And it really, to me, it seemed to go back to that episode of with the father dying. Uh, when I believe it was uh, Diamond lied to Jannard about what he really said and protecting him. And we've seen this kind of protection go back and forth. Because remember, this was also when Jannard stepped in and was like the alibi. I, uh, he was with me all night, officer. I don't know where this PO guy came from. You know, so you saw him have his back at the end of the day. They are still brothers. They kind of, you know, they, they go back and forth. It's kind of like, no one can kill you but me kind of situation. Like, I, I love you to death. I'm a, I hate you, but I'm always stand by you. And they have their, they're falling out and they come together. It's just like basic family. Um, so I would just wonder that bond being tested by Shanti, especially by Shanti, how is that going to carry over? in the next episode, especially with Shanti just being so vocal about everything. She's not even being slick with the people she wants to cross over. So I think that that, and again, that could lead up to another loose end being tied with her having to go so we could focus back on the brothers again. Um, so I think that this episode, those are my, my takeaways so far. I have others, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, I do feel that this was, you know, a perfect way to say, you know, we're tightening up loose ends. Anything that didn't work for the previous seasons or is distracting us from our ultimate goals, that's what we have to deal with. And that whole thing uh, and, and pushing, putting Tommy, remember he wants to be the, the king of Chicago in terms of the drug trade. And by him outsmarting Miguel and getting into Che's good graces and Miguel just sulking in the corner like, thank you. Um, I think that was a perfect way to have that happen. Okay, yeah, excellent takeaways as always. Um, I, I do like take about now. Um, I think he he is in some need of guidance, and you know maybe uh, he he obviously JP, but maybe at some point could be more. A positive role model to him. Well, I don't know about positive, but you know, it will be interesting to see if he does take more responsibility over him in the future. But um, 
Yeah, great, great points uh, made by Dana, as always. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and give my takeaways now. Um, and I'm on, I'm not on camera today, and it's because my internet is a bit choppy at the moment. Hopefully, you guys can hear me okay. But if I mess up at any point, let me know one of you two, and uh, I'll try and start out. But yeah, so let me get right into it. So um, just to jump off of what you know Dana was talking about with Janard and Diamond and uh, Shanti, like I really enjoyed the uh, brotherly dynamic in this episode, like between Janard and Diamond. Like I feel like they're starting to get closer again and uh, it's a good time for them to do so, especially with what happened, you know, with the, the father passing away earlier this season so you know we see that the brothers are kind of closer again you know Janard shows up to the brother shop and instantly he uh he helps to give diamond an alibi for when he killed the co or the po sorry so you know just just little things like that just show the chemistry and the dynamic between the brothers and i i just really enjoyed it because we we haven't had a lot of time to see these two together doing brotherly things you know and, and there's even the point in this episode where diamond is uh you know he, he kills leon's dad um he drowns him in the water because he was the one who told the po um so yeah you know just little things like that you know just showing the bond between them and then like like dana brought up as well you had the scene where shanti she kind of got heated for suggesting that, you know, the version of their plan, they can have Diamond be, be in the mix. Because I guess their ultimate goal is to take control of CI, of the distribution. Um, so it, it seems like Janard wants Diamond to kind of be a part of that. But Shanti kind of just wants to be like a, a dynamic duo. Like she wants to be a power couple, essentially. Um, so that was interesting to see because it's like, you know, this is this this guy's brother, you know, you're talking about his brother and, you know, you're getting mad wanting his brother to stay a part of it. And there's no reason really for them to be mad at Diamond because Diamond has been most reasonable. You know, Tommy, we know he's... He's bold and um, he's unhinged. You know, he 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 has a real unorthodox way of doing things. But Diamond, his he's kind of been more reliable. He 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 stands on his uh, morals and principles most of the time. You know, except when you know he needs to kill kill a, a CEO, uh, sorry, a PO, or um, <laughs> or a baby daddy. You know, but. For the most part, he's a very reliable ind individual. So it was quite surprising to see Shanti kind of, you know, questioning Janard a little bit about his brother um, and, and him wanting to, to be, you know, in the mix with his brother stuff. So I wonder if that's a foreshadowing of something that's that's going to happen in the future. You know? And then with Shanti in particular, you see she's been, she's been playing chess um, you know, one minute she's, you know, planning stuff with uh, with Claudia and the next minute we see her talking to Tommy, you know, and going ahead with his plan to, to make it seem like she left CPI and all that stuff. So 
you know, she's definitely playing chess. Um, and it seems like she's kind of biding her time to, to find out. Well, she's biding her time until, I guess, Tommy is the next spot. And then she has an opportunity to take charge, I guess. You know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Um, you know, I want to see what the plan is for this character because she's very, uh, you know, she, she's very kind of calculating. And I want to see what the end goals are. Um, but yeah, um, the main that main point there was just you know I, I really enjoyed the brotherly dynamic between uh, Diamond and, and I'm wondering also if Tommy is going to come between that at some point you know that dynamic because Diamond and Tommy are super cool but what would happen if you know Diamond is put in a situation where he has to choose between his brother and Tommy you know that's that's another big question. Um, that we might see, you know, see come to question in the future. So, yeah. But um, my next takeaway is, you know, sim- something similar to what Dana, Dana had as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I just feel like it was very nice to see the situation with JP and Kate come full circle a little bit. And they kind of found common ground, Um you know, because JP realizes that he was missing for a big part of D-Mac's life, you know. So he, he made that realization, uh, of course, ev- after everything that happened with D-Mac in this episode with, you know, him getting the phone call that D-Mac beat someone up and he ran away. And then, you know, JP figures out that he's with his friend. Um, and then, you know, he goes to see him and everything and they have a little argument. Um, so yeah, JP kind of realizes now that, you know, although maybe, uh, his circumstances were, uh, a bit against, like stacked against him a little bit, um, he re- realizes that him being missing in D-Mac's life affected how he turned, you know, and stuff. And, um, I guess he now realizes that, you know, maybe Kate was under some sort of pressure or circumstance that, you know, made it to where she couldn't be in his life you know um it was cool to just you know, have that moment together um at, you know because Kay I feel like she's been on her redemption arc this whole season and it's been very unfortunate because we see that she is she is trying to do better but it's just her past mistakes keep catching up to her and then uh they kind of throw her off and then it kind of her back into alcohol and taking drugs again which is sad to see but but yeah I'm, I'm glad that they at least got to have this moment and I'm hoping as well that maybe her and Tommy can find some common ground and uh, fix their relationship because their relationship is very rocky too so you know I want to see um, if they actually plan to do something uh, fruitful with this with this plot line it's, it's a bit of a side plot kind of thing it's not that important to the main story but it's just cool you know it fleshes out some of the characters a little bit so that's good because uh, we haven't really seen Kate featured in a big way in a lot of these stories so so it is good to kind of you know get her perspective as a mother sometimes um and then final takeaway and I'm sorry if, if, if you know I'm sorry ahead of time 
if people disagree with me here, but I have to say that the whole <laughs> the whole thing, her kind of choosing to over her brother you know, in a matter of death, um, it it feels a bit forced and a bit rushed to me. Um, now I know that in power, I know that you know the time is kind of hard to calculate because it jumps around like. So we we could we could be talking months since uh, the start of this season, like months could have passed or something, and I guess that's enough time to fall in love with someone. But I don't know, like just the way it's unfolded, just kind of feels hell. And when you when you uh, consider that these two have a brother and sister dynamic, and okay, sure, Miguel might have killed her ex friend and beat up her other ex-boyfriend like you know smashed his hands or whatever i understand that i understand that she would be very upset and distraught about that but you know when you think about why he did it you know he's being a protective brother and i'm not saying it's it's you know this is a good thing or that people should act this way as a big brother you shouldn't be overprotective to where you're killing people and hurting them and stuff you know, his intentions were that he wants to protect his little sister. And this guy is a gangster, of course, so you know, he, his methods are going to be a bit more extreme than other people's. So, I don't know, to me, I, I guess I'm trying to figure out, you know, what would be the motivation for her to kind of, like, turn against her family and just go wholeheartedly with Tommy, you know? Like, she already knows that he is a gangster also. You know, so it's it's he's any better than you know her brother. Um, she happens to now know that you know about the Lakeisha thing. So it's like you know what 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 is it exactly that's making you go against your, your blood for this guy? I, I just feel like we haven't seen enough build up in this relationship for this to be a, a a good payoff. I feel like if it would have waited to. Uh, if we saw this play out maybe over two seasons or something, it might have been more developed, a bit more shout, and it would be a bit more believable because we're talking real life or death here. And I know that she's, you know, in the, she has feelings for Tommy and stuff, and it kind of affected her to hear that her brother is planning to kill Tommy, um, you know, because of Shade. But I don't know, just, just her running to Tommy and be like, oh, I, I choose you, you know, forget my brother or whatever. Like, I don't know, it, it was a bit much. It just is a bit too soon, I think, um, for that, to pull the trigger on that, I think. But I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens next week. I mean, who's to say she's even being truthful about that? You know, who who knows what might happen next week? So, you know, there's, it, it's still in question, I guess. But um, they, you know, like I, I just feel like it could have been, it could have been done a lot better because this relationship, it just, it, it just felt rushed. It's like the most we see is like Maria at Tommy's house. Like we just see, we just are chilling there most of the time. Like we have seen this relationship be nurtured. It's like he treats her like jump off almost. I like just see her in the bed or whatever at his place. Um, 
But I, I do, I do want to say though that scene at the funeral where um, I enjoyed that that scene at the funeral where you know Miguel, I mean, sorry, Tommy is paying his respect to Miguel, and you know, like, oh, you remember my sister, right? And then Tommy gives that look, like, oh yeah, you, you know, rest in peace and everything. Like, so th- that was that was hilarious. Just just the expression Tommy had and stuff. But but yeah, I don't know. Like to me, it just felt that this feels just a bit rushed. But I, I don't know what they have planned for next week. So we we gotta wait and see. This. So yeah, those are my takeaways on this episode. Um, if you agree or disagree, leave your comments. You know, it's all good. If you disagree with me, I'm gonna see your perspective too. You know, if you disagree, like you know, what you think. But we're gonna go ahead and pass to Mr. Richard Bailey now. So, Rich, when you're ready, take it away. Okay, uh, excellent takeaways by Gary and Dana, as always. Um, Let me start off by saying my name for today's episode is still Loose Ends because there's still a lot of loose ends that need to be tied up, all right? So I just want to start off by saying that. Now, I'm going to talk about a few things that I did enjoy about the episode. I obviously have some critiques as well. And something that Gary mentioned, I will go back to. So stay tuned for that. First and foremost, let me just say this. The decision to kill off the grandmother, I I love that decision. Because in the previous episode, she warned Miguel about Nunez. And the fact that uh, he wasn't happy. He's somebody that can't be trusted. And of course, he plays a role in getting her killed in this episode. So I, I thought that was an excellent decision because obviously she was a sign of strength for Miguel, somebody that was always in his air giving him counsel. So to take her out just like that, I thought that was a great decision. Obviously, I want to see where that goes because I still think Miguel is a weak character and eventually his time is coming. But I want to see where they're going to go after this, because clearly you know, it's a lot of other issues going on with the character. So I want to give them props for that because I did not expect that to happen in this episode. So that was pretty exciting. Uh, so let me get into my uh, takeaways. All right, let's start with the Flynn's in this episode. We saw that uh, Claudia basically helped Murkovich close the deal with the Marquez cartel. All right, and she basically got Elisa's help as far as the money is concerned to basically close this deal. So uh, we want to see where that goes in the next couple episodes. I'd be very curious to see, because obviously, you know, it made sense for her to step in because Murkovich did. He is taking some of her money from her other business with the Trump, with, with the uh, Viagra Club. So it makes sense that she would step in and get involved in this. Meanwhile, Stacy does put more pressure on Vic to basically bug Tommy's loft. And uh, obviously, um, you know, I think that's very interesting that they, they're they putting all this pressure on Vic. We'll get into that a little bit later because we all know that Vic is the snitch. But, uh, yeah, I, I just find it very interesting how they may, you know, Stacy is still obsessed with taking down Tommy. There's not really any explanation, it feels like, yet as to why she's so obsessed. Now, we, do, we did see that a kid got murdered earlier in the season. So, Matt, that is my only reasoning to think why she would be obsessed, because she was obsessed in taking down Tommy even before Vargas got killed. So uh, hopefully they'll get an answer. We'll get an answer to that at some point. But, yeah, Vic basically does do what she says. And this entire episode, you know, 
obviously he he is now suspicious that Tommy knows that he is the sw- that he is the snitch. He has some suspicions. So I think I found I thought it was a very interesting decision that when Tommy and uh, Vic went to go take out Nunez, basically you have the snitch helping to take out another snitch. I thought that was a, a very good idea, very interesting perspective to take. Um, but clearly by the end of this episode, when Tommy does find out, that's when it's like, oh, so now he knows that Vic is the snitch. So let's see where they're going with that. One final thing I do want to mention about uh, Claudia is that all the stuff that happens with Claudia, as far as her working with uh, Murkovich and the Marquez, she basically does tell Shanti this and tells Shanti she needs to leave CBI. Of course, Shanti does tell Tommy this, and Tommy agrees to play along for now. So let's see where they're going with that, because uh, I'm very curious to see what happens next with all those characters. So stay tuned. Uh, My next takeaway for this episode I want to talk about Diamond and Gennard in this episode. Now, both Gary, you and Dana already spoke a lot about the brotherly bond between these two characters in this episode. I was It was good to see that once again. Uh, we did see that Diamond was asking Gennard to find Leon's killer and to also find the individual that basically told the PO that he basically uh, was out, was out doing, doing, doing uh, illegal activity once again. So, of course, uh, we did see Diamond visit Gianna. He brought some of the comics from the gym, Leon's comics from the gym to her. And that's when he has his confrontation with Jamal. Once again, Jamal warns him. So uh, obviously, you know, as the episode progressed, eventually Diamond did get his hands on Gennard. Kill, I mean, to say he got his hands on uh, Jamal and killed Jamal with Gennard's help. But again, one very interesting thing I find about this is that you know, Diamond wants to kill the kid because I know we, we we spoke about that last week on the show. The kid that basically killed Leon. He wants to kill the kid or will have the kid killed. I love how they made the connection that this kid is King Kilo's nephew. Just to show you how connected everything is in this world of power, so on and so forth. So I'm very curious to see how they deal with that situation. Obviously, if you've been watching the show, you know that King Kilo is a part of this coalition with Diamond and CBI. So you can't just easily kill the kids. So I want to see how to handle that, you know, moving forward. Very interesting situation. But uh, I want to go to something that uh, I believe Dana, both you and, and Gary mentioned, when you said about Shanti and the interaction she has with Jannard in this episode. I like the fact that there is tension in that relationship and the fact that she does not want Diamond to be a part of what they're doing. So obviously... I do believe that at some point, uh, is may have to try to take her out. He may have to take her out. And obviously, Dana, you made the comment about Gennard still being a bit of an addict. Obviously, he was clean in this episode. But we, as we recall from what we saw earlier in the season, the deal was with Shanti is he had to either choose her or the drugs. So if he has to kill her at some point in the future, right, I'm pretty sure that will not be good for his uh, for him remaining clean. So we need to see where they're going with that. Uh, we'll have to stay tuned. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, but the one thing I do want to mention, and I did laugh about this. This is a, I guess you could say this is a bit of a critique. Now in this episode, Diamond is visited by the officers. They're looking for the parole officer, obviously. Right. And he tells them he, he know, obviously he did, he did, he doesn't know anything. Jannard does show up to be that, to be the alibi. Okay. That's fine. Okay. 
The next time we see Diamond in this episode, he says, oh, I was granted early release. So I did kind of find that funny how he's granted early release that quick. I could see if they waited until the next episode, because obviously they're looking for the other parole officer. They have questions, you know, you know, obviously. I So I kind of thought that was a very quick decision. We already knew he was going to get released, obviously. Right. That's obviously the end goal here. But a very interesting decision for it to happen that fast. But, hey, we'll see what happens. And the last point that I do want to mention about Diamond is they had the scene in this episode between him and Miguel. Miguel was basically telling him that he cannot trust Tommy. They should work together. That is planting the seeds for, you know, potential issues between Diamond and Tommy in the future, I believe. We have to see where they're going with that because, obviously, Tommy is what we have seen this entire season. Tommy makes these decisions just like in this episode where he decided to approach Che at the funeral of the grandmother trying to say, oh, yeah, we we can take out Murkovich. He just is very bold with his moves, doesn't really consult with Diamond on some of these decisions. And that is a really bad way to do business as far as being in a partnership. So I want to see how these things are going to impact Diamond over time. Because obviously, I thought you saw once again in this episode, you saw that Miguel approached him about this. You also saw in the previous episode, Jannard approached him about this as well, making sure that he really does trust Tommy. So I want to see where they're going with this because they're planting those seeds for a reason. So stay tuned. And finally, final takeaway of this episode, talking about Tommy and what happened with him in this episode. Um Obviously, I, I did find it comical that it took Tommy this entire episode to find out that Vic was the snitch because we said last week, and listen, man, it's very obvious who the snitch is. I also thought it was interesting how he thought it was Jannard still after Jannard saved him in the previous episode. But hey, listen, they need to give Tommy time to figure things out, right? So it is what it is. He has his hands full and all these other things. So hey, we'll see what happens. But um, as the episode progressed, you had, of course, they, as I mentioned earlier, that him and Vic working together to take out Nunez, which is fine. Uh, and then, of course, their whole plan was to check the burner phones. That's how he found out that Vic was the person that was involved. But I want to go to the point that uh, that uh, Gary made in his takeaway, because I understand people are going to disagree, but I agree 100% when he has the conversation with Maria, and Maria says that she chooses Tommy over Miguel. All right. I don't think as a viewer, we have seen enough of a reason as to why she would do that. Yes, we know that Miguel is an overprotective brother. Okay. We understand that. But I kind of feel like we haven't really seen him do something so threatening to his sister that she would be like, okay, I feel safer with Tommy instead of, instead of, instead of, instead of you, my brother. So that, that, that I feel is a problem. You know, they didn't need to really rush the relationship. It could have taken some time. And this could have been something that developed going into the next season. But again, they wanted to push it to the limit because, again, this entire season, they have portrayed Miguel as being steps behind Tommy. And therefore, the, the one thing that Tommy and Tommy is ahead of him in all this, but he also has his sister as well. So I kind of feel like um, that's the one thing Miguel hasn't found out yet. He probably will find out at some point and then probably use that against Tommy if I had to make a guess. But uh, we'll see what happens. But overall, um, I thought it was an okay episode. A few things uh, I questioned. 
but I did like some of the some of the the, the 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 decisions that were made. And as far as it being interesting moving forward, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what happens because they're planting a lot of seeds, obviously, with some of the relationships, some of the interactions. But uh, I think the decision to find out that Vic is the snitch and then the episode just ends. Uh, I'm going to need to see episode 10 real fast because it's like there needs to be consequences for that. OK, I like. Shane as an actor, he's done an excellent job as Vic, but I want to see where they're going with this because uh, I just kind of feel like they, they got to make they got to be answers. And Tommy can't just be nonchalant and not do something. So let's see what happens in the finale next week. But that's all my takeaways for this episode. Go ahead, Dana. Oh yeah. I just wanted to say really quickly that even though I, I don't like how they rushed the relationship and made it so quick um and that mira uh, uh maria is playing this more like a telenovela and everything else is like a an american drama um she did say repeatedly though that you see me i i feel safe with you and even though i wish they would have explored that and really showed us instead of told us not that she you feel safe safe around her I guess she just really means like the environment, and I know it contradicts what I'm, what's going to follow. The environment in which she was born and raised into, she stated that she didn't have a choice. She was born into the drug family, right? Uh, she's basically the little sister, so she always has to follow after Miguel. Miguel clearly stated, screw your career. You know, you are my career. You know, I am your career. You, you don't have anything else to offer me or anything else and she stated that she really doesn't feel like she can live and just simply be happy with that said even though tommy is essentially a drug dealer and it's the same environment there is a bit more choice if you look at that scene with barcelona he's allowing her to have a and i don't want to say allow but they discuss contingency plans of let's leave let's leave this life behind you know, I want to be with you. And even she said, you know, I'm choosing you over my brother. You know, she she's choosing more or less freedom over that constant constraint, that constant constraint that that, that family brings. I remember, she's the, she's the doctor to them. If they get shot, that's kind of how she met Tommy. If they get shot, she has to patch them all up. She has to do it underhandedly because you come into the hospital with questions as cops and charges, a whole bunch of other things. But with Tommy, it's more of that protection in terms of I want you to stay here because I can protect you. No one can protect me. Even though she said that, she didn't leave. It could have easily been like, you cannot protect me and walk out the door. She stayed. So in a way, I see how they balance the two. Now, I don't know how long the, the force is going to be in terms of seasons, but in order to get that romance kind of uh, uh, becoming attached to someone, that is the, the quickest option that it, that it can go to. So whether or not this ends up being another Lakeisha situation or uh, we're off in the, in the sunset, finally driving to Barcelona together, I don't know. So it's interesting to see because then also on top of that, it's kind of, 
what do you call that? A reflection of what Vic always wanted with Gloria. Because remember, his whole goal, even now, but his whole goal was to leave with Gloria, to set his own path with Gloria. And with Tommy, it's kind of was the same thing with Lakeisha. And now we're giving him a second chance and a second opportunity. So it's it's interesting to see that dynamic. So as much as I do not love the really quick romance, in a way, I understand it. So, yeah. Oh, and also another thing. I just muted myself. Another thing is that when uh, the parole officer already put the paperwork in, Remember, he said I, he came there to say I recommended you for early release. So the paperwork was already put in. He already put his little statement and stuff in. So while it may seem like, oh, and the next day you're free, it I don't feel that it really was. I feel like this he put the paperwork in. And when he remember when he did that speech, um, when he was like, You have to cut ties from the game. He did that speech and he was like, I was really inspired. I think that's what he put in the paperwork process. And they're like, this is early release. So that may look like, oh, and the next day you got early release. I feel like it was a process that was a while, ever since that speech. Yeah, I, I, yeah you're 100% right about that. It, it, I do remember all that stuff. Um, so it definitely makes sense. I'm just saying I laughed because it felt like it was so quick that uh, they have him questioning. And then hours later, the next day, okay. It felt that way, but you're 100% right. It, it definitely took some time. It didn't just happen like that. Oh, it looks like uh, Gary having some technical issues. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, you're you're uh, muted. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, Continue. He's having technical issues, so we're going to just power through power and basically the next question <laughs> is going to be um do you see Jannard and Shanti becoming main villains in the future oh what would that dynamic be mm. so I, I don't know I, I don't know if you want to go first I, I have a comment to make about this question um so let, let me just say this uh can they be main villains like you know a Bonnie and Clyde type of deal sure but I think that they are not on the same page with as we saw in this episode in the previous episode. There's going to be an issue when it comes to Diamond being involved in this this thing. And you know, I, honestly, what I thought to myself, I know we do not like to make a lot of comparisons on this show with the other show, but I thought to myself that at some point, I, I do think that if Jannard has to choose between Shanti and his brother. He's going to choose his brother, all right? And that kind of made me feel like going back to the original power with the whole situation between Tommy, Holly, and Ghost, where Tommy chose to take out Holly because she was going to put Ghost in danger as well as himself. And I kind of feel like in this situation, you know, the long game with Shanti is if she is a threat to, 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 to Diamond, I could see Jannard taking her out. But again, it's also going to hurt him as well because we know that he has an issue with addiction. This is the person that got him clean and got him back into CBI. So that is why I say it's a very complicated dynamic. Um, but to answer the question, 
Can they be uh, villains for the for the show? Yes. And because of, you know, we still have to acknowledge the fact that Jannard did take that picture of Tommy and Maria. Now, I would like to see where they're going with that because that's another thing they can still use in the future. But uh, I do think it is going to end up being an issue moving forward. We just have to see how it plays out. But uh, that's the beauty of the show because they can go in a lot of different directions with these two characters. You see they have tension, but then you see they also get along very well. So uh, let's see where they're going with this. But that's what I would say. <laughs> see, my thing is this. Do you really want to partner with someone who's a bully? I kind of really <laughs> feel that, you know, in this episode, yes, they've been they've been kind of arguing, but it, it seemed really, like, strong in this episode to the point where it's like, you got to kill your brother. And I was like, oh. And you said that they're not on the same page, but I really feel that, you know, Jannard is, kind of like looking over his back just to make sure she's not there. He's a, she's a bit scary and very aggressive uh, this episode. And with that being said, you know, we already had the brothers coming together. Unlike the whole Holly situation, he really loved her. Yeah. Granted, he didn't know she was pregnant, that they had they was going to have a kid. You know, there was love there, despite how crazy it was. I don't really feel that with Shanti and Gerard. Um, she got him clean, great, yay, but I feel that Diamond can keep him clean. It's not like he's without people who care about him. You know, Diamond protected him with the whole father situation. So I don't think everything, you know, he's nothing without Shanti. Um, and I just feel that Gerard is, is slow, but he's not stupid. And he's going to be able to put two and two together and to know that you really cannot trust Shanti. And again, she's double backing and, and triple crossing and mole working. You know, she's working with Tommy as well. And, and she's trying to cross over other people. I do feel that their partnership is not going to last long. Um, when it ends, I don't know, but. Just right now, I, I don't know. She just kind of came out of nowhere. If I want to be queen of New York. And that's cool and that's great. But she's just maybe pushing around the wrong people. I mean, he was very vulnerable when he was in, in the drug state. He was using the drugs. And as more as he keeps clean, hopefully that vulnerability won't be there. Or at least it'll be a different kind of vulnerability. So I don't think he is a complete, he's going to have this big collapse if she is dead. I think he'll be fine. He'll be upset. He'll probably want revenge but, or if he, if he doesn't do it himself. But, you know, if it comes down between him and his brother, he's choosing his brother. Mm -hmm. I feel. So, I don't know. Um, in terms of being the main villain, ah, I, I, I'm trying to not to, to, to say things and little things. I do feel that there are other people ahead of her. And I, I wonder how she will play her cards to be the main villain for what the, the next episode or even the next season. Um, and again, all of her crew and all of her backing. I, I wonder, remember she had to give up like a, one of the, the, the spots in order to leave CBI or fake leave CBI. Yeah, McGarfer so Park. So I, 
I just don't really see her having like a crew and a, we haven't been introduced to her crew or people who back her. She's kind of just on her own. So we'll see what happens, but I don't really feel that they could be the main villains. And I can't even really say who could be the main villain because Miguel is just such a <laughs> non-entity at this point. I don't even uh, know. No, he is he, he is considered the main annoyance next to Merkovich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's out of process of a lot of elimination. Maybe she could be the main villain, but I don't want her to be the main villain. So we'll see. What about Hello. you, Gary? Hello. Can you hear me right now? Yes. yes. And it's not yes, choppy or anything? No. Okay, good. Sorry about that. I don't know what's going on here. But, um, as for the question, um, you know, I, I I just feel like they've been doing so much strategizing this season that it this has to pay off somewhere, you know, just on Shanti. And uh, we clearly see that she's, she's kind of operating as a double agent with Claudia, it seems like, um, because you know, the minute she appears to be on Claudia's side, but then, you know, she's... She's dealing with Tommy, like she's going ahead with Tommy's plan. But then she's also trying to play Tommy, you know, when she's talking to Chad. The whole plan is to dethrone Tommy. So double, triple, agent or something. So I feel like this has to kind of pay off and go somewhere. Uh, And, you know, I'm wondering, is it going to be a power couple situation or is she going to, you know, do her own thing uh, and separate? Now, I don't know if this is going to take place in the next episode or if they're going to save it, save the payoff for, for the next season or something. But I would love to see something like that, you know, where her and Janard kind of uh, take their own territory and just kind of, you know, stick it to, to, to Tommy. And of course, that's going to, um, it's going to bring about a lot of drama because it's going to put into question loyalties in a situation like, are you going to be loyal to your brother still? Are you going to potentially kill your brother? Uh, you know, is Diamond going to stay loyal? Like it, it just puts a lot into question. You know, it, it's it's a very messy situation if they were to go off and become like main villains or something. And we know Janard is still carrying some animosity towards Tommy from everything that transpired in, in the season. So it would make sense, you know. Because he is still the Tommy, you know, considered um, the possibility of Janard snitch in this episode. Um, so it, it shows that he still doesn't trust him. He saved his life, you know. Yeah, I think uh, I, I just feel like they they need to pay this whole thing off because otherwise, why would they, you know, just suddenly um, turn Shanti's character into this? Because to me, like. For the first half of the season, she was like a positive influence in Janard's life. But then it kind of switched up and she became this uh, chess player, this dominating kind of, you know, character. So I feel like there has to be a reason for that. So, yeah, that, that was like the main purpose for the question. But, um, but I came in at the tail end of what you were discussing. So I, I don't know what the consensus is there. Did you talk already about this? Yeah, uh, we did speak about it. I just want to make a quick point and say uh, 
Now that Shanti is out of CBI per the conversation with Tommy, I think it's a very vulnerable situation. So we'll see if uh, she uses that to her advantage in some way. That's that's all I was going to say. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. So um, is, is there anything else to add to this, or should we uh, get to the next question then? I think it's the next question. I know Dana said, spoke on this too. What, right, what is cool. the next question? Yeah. Cool. And I still sound okay, right? I'm just making sure. I don't want to upset no. the listeners. Uh, it is it is a little choppy, the internet it, connection. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not sure. Well, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully everybody uh, bears bears with us. Um, I'm going to be beefing my, my internet uh, service provider after this, you know. Virgin you got that spectrum. <laughs> UK. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I, told, I, told, I, told, I told you, Gary, uh, Merkovich did not like you talking disrespect on his name, so he is trying to, to disrupt this broadcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Merkovich, he's a die already, too. Like, he, he keeps it all. He's like a cat. He's lives. So I'm going to give him another one. You know? Yeah. Um, okay, so... Uh, next question, I guess, um, if it came to, you know, with, with Diamond, you know, just seeing everything that happened in this episode, if it came down to a situation where um, Diamond had to choose between Tommy and Denard, you know, at this very moment in the show, who would you think he would pick? Now, bearing that, you know, that father passed away and he, he made that promise, you know, he, he's going to look after Denard and everything, you know, seeing that and, and seeing how Jannard was protective of him in this episode, uh, he was helping him with the, with the, uh, you know, the whole situation and coming up with Nabi and all that stuff. Like, I think Tommy, sorry, do you think Diamond would choose things over blood? So, uh, I went first last time, but uh, Dana, what do you think? Ah, sorry. Everything's a mess. Okay, so what really, what he's asking is whether or not um, Diamond would choose blood over Tommy. And I think the question really is, is he has already been choosing blood over Tommy. Uh, essentially, he's been saving his life from Tommy and trying to kill him since the very beginning. So I feel that that, you know, is something that we've seen. And when he was like, where's the snitch? It really felt like at this moment that, the, you know, uh, Jannard felt isolated because it was like a whisper, like, and then you look back at the other person and he kind of really felt that, that, that like isolation. But what's really interesting is that Diamond kept saying repeatedly, it's not Jannard, it's not Jannard, it's not Jannard. Um, and I do feel that he will choose Jannard over Tommy and granted, Tommy's been not Tommy. Jannard's been saying, "You've been choosing Tommy over me repeatedly," and I really feel that that also weighs on his conscience as well. So I do feel that the two brothers will go back and choose each other. I think the bigger thing is, you know, uh, how do we get rid of Shanti? But push come to shove, that's, that's, that's going to be the thing that they rely on the most is, is with each other. Not only do they, they know each other the most, you know, and they're brothers, but if you look at it, they've come back to do 
to really save each other's lives and to save each other's basically happiness. You had uh, Jannard come in and be an alibi. You had Jannard also come in and help drown the guy. So they've been there and they continue to be there. It's just they had a falling out. And if you look at all families and not all, but a majority, you know, they fall out and then come back together. They are family members you haven't spoken to for years. And then they knock on the door, how you doing? And it's back to normal as, you know, I, you, so I really do feel that they will choose each other. And, you know, they've been saying, everybody's been saying, who's this Tommy kid? He's the outsider trying to come in. So, yeah, they'll, they'll choose each other. So uh, let me answer this question. It, to me, it's a very easy answer. It's Gennard. It's This is this is not about Tommy. Because as I mentioned earlier, it feels like they are planting the seeds from this entire season. Anytime somebody talks to Diamond and they have a question about his loyalty to Tommy, obviously, to this point, he's still loyal to Tommy. We have to acknowledge that Tommy has done a lot of great things for the business this entire season as far as expanding and growing. But at the end of the day, uh, yeah, Gennard is his blood. He still is very concerned about his brother. And I think he would always listen to his brother and know his brother actually has his back, even though Gennard did try to kill him at the end of last season. All right. And that was something that Tommy said when he when he was trying to justify that Gennard could be the snitch. But at the end of the day, I think it's pretty obvious. Diamond should choose Gennard. There's not a, a, a choice about choosing Tommy. That's just my opinion. But I'll be very curious to see what the uh, listeners have to say if they also think that that uh, who, you know, Diamond would choose Tommy or Gennard. But I think it's obviously Gennard. It's, it's a very easy answer to that question. Very easy. So um, also kind of wondering here, the next question would be is, who do you think will die in the finale? Do, do the streets need a body? After all, we're on episode eight. Uh, do we have? We didn't have any big major deaths. Will we? Will we have multiple? Will there just be one? Who is going to die? Who's really not needed? Because yeah, I was gunning for a lot of people. So, do you want me to answer this question first? Uh, I'll go ahead and do it. Go ahead. You. I saw you okay. unmute so quickly. You was like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so here's the thing. Uh, they don't want me to be the showrunner because there's a lot of people I would get rid of on this show. But to answer your question, yes, the snitches get stitches. Vic needs to go out next week or something. Something dramatic has to happen with Vic, I say. Listen, if they don't kill Vic, something really bad has to happen to this character next week because there's no way that you find out who the snitch is and then that snitch is continues to live after that this is you've seen it on every show somebody snitches in shows and movies they eventually that character has to get taken out there's no other alternative path so i want to see if that's what they do uh murkovich obviously because there is no reason for murkovich to still be around now i did find it funny that tommy prevented him from getting killed in this episode because tommy wants to be the one to take him out he knows that if miguel took him out that would give Miguel all the power, you know, as far as, you know, having control. So obviously I understand why he prevented that from happening. But the thing is, as he did, as he did mention to Diamond, is that they wanted to be put, put uh, Murkovich in a situation where he is vulnerable. So then, then they can be the ones to take him out. So because Miguel did not succeed in, um, 
taking out Murkovich in this episode. Tommy should get his shot the next episode. That's how this should play out. And hopefully it plays out with Murkovich going down. And the last one I will say, uh, because we were told this at the beginning of the season, unfortunately, we have to see Claudia uh, go out in some way, uh, shape or form next week. Because again, from the start of the season, when they had that whole monologue about uh, Tommy hearing, uh, you know, Lucia's voice saying, avenge me, Tommy. So as a viewer, I'm expecting him to get some type of revenge by the end of this season. Now, if he doesn't kill Claudia, I guess it is what it is, but he has to make her suffer because he told Vic as well he was going to make her suffer. So we have to see that play out next week. I feel like that's a guarantee. If they, if it does not play out that way in the finale, then it will be very disappointing. So uh, those would be my three picks as to who should all get taken out. But uh, I'm very curious to hear what you have to say as well as Gary. Uh, but yeah. So, so I know the snitches get the stitches. I just really hate the fact that they've made Vic so likable now. Like I really like Vic. Like I was gutted for him to die in that first episode where we saw him in that alleyway. But now I'm like, can he stay? Maybe they can work out a deal. Maybe he can like tell them all the information about Stacy and Bobby, and then like we can all be friends again. Um, I do like him, but I understand if he has to go. I mean, it, I do like, and I, here's the thing that I really like is that he's, they're playing on his, I don't even want to say you're being, he's paranoid because he's not, his feelings are very truthful. If he is found out, Tommy will kill him. Tommy has always been gutting from him from the very, you know, first season. And this puts it completely over the top. So I do like the fact that he would have to die. I'll just be really, really sad about it because he's, re- I don't want to say redeemed himself. He's just actually had a purpose kind of this season. And his character is just a little bit more likable. He's, yeah, I felt like he finally matured. You know, we had the me screaming for the whole seasons of be a man because you're just a boy. And now he's like a little man-ish. You know, I like the fact that he's, he's, he's still taking orders from Stacy. But he's still a little, he's a little manny. And I like that. That's cute. Um, Claudia, the thing with Claudia is, I do believe that, you know, Tommy is very analytical. And we're seeing different sides of him. We saw him, and I will bring this up to 15,000 times. I don't care. We saw him, how he took out Proctor, which was just absolutely ridiculous and so over the top. But I do feel that Tommy is a bit more analytical in this show. He is. He thinks everything out. So while I may not have an interaction with you and it may seem like I'm not thinking about you, I always know that I'm going to have to kill you. How it happens, I don't know, but I could probably set things up. See, the thing that we've seen in this episode is how he set up the whole, sorry, is how he set up the whole thing between Murkovich and, uh, what was it? Shit, what was it? It was Murkovich uh, getting folded by Miguel's people and how he was able to intercept that and to make it seem like, oh, you know, Miguel's people, he's just not really effective. He's just not good. But look at me and look what I'm able to do. He set that whole thing up. He's having people war against each other. He's cutting out suppliers. That's a lot of analytics that you have to go through and also figuring out a lot of people. I think that Tommy, the whole, I'm going to kill you, Claudia situation has been pushed on a back burner, but it's always have been there present. He just not had the opportunity to outright kill Claudia. 
So I do feel that it may not be, if it's not this season, it will be next season. But Claudia has a very short time window, I feel. How that will happen, maybe it could be something like another setup in terms of how he dealt with Murkovich. I don't really see him getting his hands dirty, dirty, dirty. I wonder about that. Um, and also, if that's the case, who will go first? Will it be Vic and Claudia? Will they be together? How will this death situation handle itself? I don't know. So that would be interesting. Um, also, in terms of, I, I have always wanted Darnell to die, but I think that if uh, JP stands up and is like, I'm a man, I'm going to be a father, then he may be able to protect him. I really do feel that he just might be safe because of that whole speech. Or that could be like the death speech, you know, be a dad. And then when he's finally a dad, I'm dead. I don't know. But I do feel that he's escaped this time and he's not going to maybe die. Uh, Shanti, again, because she has crossed over so many people, uh, somebody's going to have to, all you have to do is just sit down and have a conversation with each other and be like, yeah, Shanti said this. No, Shanti said that. I didn't realize that she's, you know, putting people against each other. So the end with Shanti, she can go as well. Because again, her, I felt like her storyline was just so sudden in terms of, you know, I'm great and I'm supportive. Like, I'm queen of New York. And I really do feel that Jannard's life could be in danger with Shanti around. She's just that aggressive with everything. Um, her teaming with Claudia. I would say that that would protect her, but if you really look at it, Claudia doesn't even barely have any protection. She's in these streets basically fighting protection alone. She's, she's trying her best. It's all this money that she has to pay up or else she's going to lose the protection from the Serbs. The Serbs can go. Murkovic can go. Um, and I really want the Rainbow Coalition to come forward in the next season. I want to know, you know, how is this whole thing going to work? I wonder. But remember, if you look back at the original coalition, which I always keep referring to the Rainbow Coalition, that didn't work very well. There was a lot of infighting there. Uh, a lot of people, you know, especially the government, trying to step in and, and break them apart, and they were very successful in that. So I wonder how that coalition is really going to come into play. And in terms of that coalition, that's going to create, I feel, could be a lot of suspicion. So that could just, you know, fall apart at any moment they're very sensitive so uh that would be kind of who i'm gunning for to go uh yeah uh, Merkovich, uh and also miguel because at this point what's his point what is it like what is his purpose unless it's like i'm gonna get revenge on everybody i'm gonna be my own man i don't need my mama because they made a very strong point of saying like oh with the mom dead he's basically useless you know, he has nowhere to go. If that's the case, he can he can go. No one really wants him alive. Your own sister's like, well, I chose you, Tommy. So she's okay with him dying, essentially. So he can go. Because what's the point? You're just further embarrassing yourself. So, yeah. I agree. So, Gary, are you uh, good to say something? On this topic, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how my cutting sounds, but um, I'll keep it brief in case it's terrible. Um, 
I think it's time for both Djokovic and Claudia to, to go. Like, it is, their time has come, in my opinion. Like, Murkovic, he he's not even dangerous anymore. Like, like Tommy saved his life this week. It's like, um, after that, you know, just, just do it out of here. He's not like, threatening at this point. Uh, and Claudia, I don't know, like, she, she feels like too much of a back character now. And, I mean, she did kill Lily, so I feel like Tommy needs his back for that still. Um, so I think she has to go. Um, now, Miguel, um, it would be entertaining to see, yes, but my, I just feel like we haven't really seen Miguel and Maria's line play out properly in a way. Like, so I feel like if Miguel does get taken out, it would just be like, almost like wasted storytelling I think it's like I just feel like it hasn't been developed well enough um for him to just go yet you know and it's like okay so if he gets killed what's next for Maria she is gonna be a you're gonna continue to be a background uh prop at Tommy's apartment she's just like you know laying in bed sometimes or whatever like or sitting on the couch sometimes like we, we I think I think this is a it's a good storyline to play off of, I think, with uh, Maria and Miguel. And I feel like they do more with it. I feel like they haven't accepted enough fully. Um, like, how, how the death of the grandmother affect them? Like, we didn't even really get to see them kind of deal with that together, you know, as brother and sister. You know, we just saw the funeral. And, you know, we saw some other them separately after and stuff like you know so i want to see just more of the dynamic before we see you know that death i think it's, it it just feels a bit too rushed for me at the moment i want to see more but yeah uh, um my main picks are uh, Murkovich and claudia like so that's it for me and I also, I, I find it really interesting that anytime there's moments of happiness and you kind of figure out that someone's going to die. I mean, if you look at the Leon character, remember how he was helping him with the tie? and I'm going to be somebody. And he and uh, Jannard was telling him, you know, go to school and be better than everybody else. And then he died. What happened with this season? I mean, this episode, this episode was like Claudia and the girlfriend. And here's the money, and I really believe in you, and you can accomplish your dreams. We're going to do this together. I've been in love with you the first time I saw you. Rest in peace, Claudia. Because, you know, she, she finally found that happiness. And remember, her whole goal was like, not only can I succeed, you know, women are much, the whole thing was to, to bat patriarchy. I can be better than the man. I'm smarter than my brother and my father. And, you know, now I have the love of my life sitting here. And she's giving me money. It's automatically. I love how these people have money. I'm sitting here like all I can buy is ramen noodles. But uh, she's able to walk through the door with the money. And everything is just happening so effortlessly. And all of this love and support. So it's like, yeah, I think you're going to die at this point. You're, you're, you're kind of a little similar to when Gloria was hugged up in the car with Vic. And he took the wrong car because he wouldn't be spiteful. And then she's dead. So, yeah, I, I definitely have to agree with Claudia. I don't, I don't, it's too happy. I don't trust happiness. 
I agree. hundred percent. We'll see what happens. Um, so was there any other questions or was that the last, that was the last question. Correct, Gary? That was the last question, but if you guys got anything, um, any final thoughts or any more questions you want to add to the table, then, you know, be sure to go ahead. I was wondering, so now that Mad Dog, they found out that Mad Dog, who's the guy who killed Leo, I'm not even a guy, a child, a 16-year-old child, youngling, killed Leon. He is connected to King Kilo. So I was wondering, how does that, they can't take him out because King Kilo was part of the Rainbow for the Coalition. So is he going to have to accept that he can't live up to getting that revenge, avenging Leon's death? Or will they have to find another way to do that? That is an excellent question. Um, I personally think that uh, I go back to the previous episode where when Diamond was dealing with Leon's death and Gennard had the line said, his brother, he was saying, Diamond's not going to let this go. So uh, I'm going to make a guess that uh, regardless of Diamond trying to be in this difficult situation, eventually he's probably going to have to take out this uh, kid. And that means that eventually he's going to have to take out King Kilo. Now, King Kilo is currently in jail. So, uh, you know, but a lot of his guys are working with them. So I I imagine that uh, we could definitely see some type of showdown next season uh, if things do go in that direction, because, it just it feel like it's like I said, it feels like Diamond is not gonna get over that. Obviously, he killed Jamal in this episode. Yes, Jamal obviously was one of the biggest issues that Leon had, being that his father, you know, his father was was a problem for him as well. But obviously his father did not wasn't the one that pulled the trigger and killed him. So I, I kind of feel like it's gonna be hard for him to forget about this. I wanna see how they deal with that though, because it's gonna have a ripple effect with everything that they tried to build with this coalition. So we have to wait and see what happens. Gary, if you can speak. Oh, can you can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like they they put that there for a reason, for sure. That um, you know the uh, Leon's killer is related to King Kilo. So I think Diamond is gonna. How get get back on the killer? Uh, probably next week or you know early next season or something. And then you know that situation where you know King is maybe the you know new new villains or new opposition for for the CI because we know that this can cause some some problems from within the prison system. You know for CBI. Um, and I'm pretty sure he's got goons on the outside too that you know he could um he could send to 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 be a terror to be and and um diamonds. Yeah, I think um this that's in for sure. Um and I'm just wondering, you know, is is, is it gonna be Diamond? Is he the one to you know, this guy, the the guy Leon, is he gonna do it himself? Or, you know, could it be someone else, you know, even maybe Janard or something, you know? Um, so I want to 
that happens. What I want to see. I agree completely. And then kind of also another thing that I was wondering was the fact that, you know, Shanti did state that she wanted to use uh, Diamond's pain against him. So what, what exactly would that look like? What it, could could Jannard be in, in danger? Because I could you, I view it as you know his biggest pain or biggest regret, or it could be Jannard. So then, would she use Jannard against Diamond to hurt Diamond? Well, uh, as you stated earlier, Dana, uh, Jannard, I mean to say, uh, Shanti is is a bit of a bully to Jannard. You see her whooping up on him. This episode, a couple episodes, she's trying to knock some sense into him. So I think she is definitely going to try and do that. But I do think Jannard is going to have a little bit of pushback because, again, he tried to defend his brother in this episode. So um, I think it's very possible that, uh, I mean, they're going to still have issues. As They're going to still have their issues back and forth. But uh, I don't know if she would be totally successful in turning him against Diamond. Because of this episode, because of, because of how the bond he had with Diamond in this episode and the fact that he was there for him, he was the alibi, that makes you believe that he's still looking out for his brother. But I don't know if he has any other ulterior motives. But uh, for now, I'm going to say um, I believe she's still going to continue to try. I don't know if she's going to be successful in getting him to turn on <coughs> Diamond. But I guess we just have to wait and see how it plays out. Yeah, how about get? Gary. Yeah, sorry. Can you repeat it again? It was um, she. Shanti basically said that you know she wanted to use you know his pain. She wanted to use Diamond's pain against him. Could that mean using Jannard against Diamond? They seem to be each other's pain, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as pain, Diamond has been, um, he's been through a lot, you know, he lost his father, a rocky relationship. And, uh, I guess now he has the new pressure on him of having to be the one to look out for Janard. Um, and, you know, and, and also, you know, you have the whole, he, he wanted to be, you know, more of a, uh, I guess, role model for Leon. Well, this season, you know, until Leon Pate, uh, was, was killed. So, you know, these are major pain points for the killer. Um, and I guess that, you know, it, it kind of was that he under, he and with responsibility, you know, he, you know, has that pressure to be the strong big brother to, and then also, you know, being. A, a responsible member of the com- community and stuff, you know, someone to to uh, inspire me. And, and he runs a barbershop. He meets a lot of different people in the community. So he kind of, you know, bats between being this, you know, this drug dealer and then also being that role and, you know, a member of his brothers. These can be um, easy, terrible pain points for him. I, and Shanti is really cold-hearted if she wants top spot enough. 
she can use Janard against Diamond. You know, it, it it's this season has showed that that will be easy for her to do because she's always she's in Janard's ear and she is able to influence his decision making. So she could become like a super manipulative, you know, person to try and get at them. So that would be interesting to see, to see her play against Diamond. So that could be what happens. Wonderful. So also, lastly, was the scene between Bobby and Stacey necessary? Did it further their relationship? Rich team. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what Gary just said, but let me just say tell you this right now: that scene was 1,000 percent unnecessary to the story. I understand they were telling us that Stacy obviously she wanted to get her way, and that Bobby was able to compromise with her. That's fine. They could have just had a disagreement and then we talked it out. But no, we had to see them have the physical intimacy of also working through their issues, which I think was completely unnecessary. But hey, this is power, right? We, we got to see this. We got to see these unnecessary sex scenes from time to time, I guess. But I, I didn't think it was necessary at all uh, to get the point across. Uh, and to be quite honest with you, um, I want to see what happens in the next episode. But when I saw the final scene of Tommy finding out Vic is the snitch, and then he asked the uh, lawyer to, hey, can I borrow your car? I thought this guy was going to see them both and do a drive-by. I would have been totally fine with that if that's what Tommy did. That would have been great because, you know, the snitch has been clipped. That's it. But obviously, we need to see what happens in the finale because that did not happen. But uh, the sex scene was unnecessary. So, yes, I will critique that all day, every day. I don't care who disagrees. Although I, although I am curious to know what the people in the comment think if they thought that scene was, was also necessary because, you know, maybe it was for some, but it wasn't for me. That's just my opinion. <laughs> Get yeah, sorry. sorry about that. Um, as for Stacy's scene, I don't know. Like, I- I've stopped taking uh scenes in power seriously now because, like, they're just so random and out of place. Like, they used to mean something to the story. Like, you know, in the original power, it would kind of play into the movie and they do creative things with them, with the storytelling and stuff. But now it's just like randomly, you know, thrown in. It's, it's almost like they have a quota of, do we need this many sex scenes? It needs to be, you know, very characters. It can't just be the character. Like, I don't know. It, it, it's just weird. And then the setup for it as well was weird. You're, you're listening to Tommy in his house and you're hearing him be intimate with his girlfriend. And then, okay, so what, did this one or something? Like, you got turned on from, like, <laughs> you're, you're supposed to be doing a job here. Like, you're supposed to be tracking this guy up. Uh, but, you know, she she kind of got hot and flustered here in uh, with Maria, I think. So that, that led to the, the, the sex scene. But, yeah, I, I, we didn't need it. We didn't need it. Go ahead, Rich. Can, can, can I just make a comment, Gary? You, you mentioned that they have the scene where they're obviously they're listening to Tommy and then they're getting busy. 
at this particular point, this is when the DOJ should have busted through the door and said, we give you a task force and this is what you do. You're supposed to be working. What the hell are you doing getting busy in this office? I would laugh <laughs> if I saw that. But obviously, they're not going to go in that direction. But yeah, I agree. Unnecessary scene. <laughs> so, so they're making trouble on taxpayers' money. Like, you know, all that yes. goes into running the world. And this is what they do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then, anyone who has any finishing thoughts? Not we'll wrap it up. Oh no! Uh, I just want to. Well, I'll go first. Uh, yeah, I I did it. I did enjoy the episode. Like I said, the show is still entertaining. May have a few things I find funny or questionable, but I had a good time with the show. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the finale next week. Who's next, Gary? You have any final takeaways? Yeah, it's real unfortunate that my internet chose to. Uh you know, be like this today. I'm sorry to all the listeners out. But yeah, overall, my thoughts episode was um, it it was a it wasn't one of the episodes, I'll say that. Um, and it feels like everything has just been kind of purposely made to step up to the finale. Like, it's just like neat fact, um, you know, the step so that everything can conclude in, in the finale. And it's very noticeable too because, you know, we should be so excited that we notice that setting up for the finale. Like we should be so invested, but I feels majorly did like it just feels like everything is kind of forced into the finale kind of thing. Um, you know, because I, I I was wondering if we we were going to get a major kill in this episode, and we we didn't get that. You know, I thought maybe Vic would would get discovered and killed or something, but we didn't get that, so that was a bit of a letdown. But hey, hopefully the plea will actually be good. But yeah, that that's my fun. Sounds sounds good to me. So before we wrap up, I do want to say this: we do have an interview with Gary Lennon. We discussed everything that popped off in season two. I can say this, which is not any spoilers. Tommy, the, the, I called the Tommy show, but force power is set in terms of there's a middle, a begin, there's a middle, there's a beginning, middle, and it ends. They know the trajectory of Tommy and what he will, what will happen to him in terms of his final sunset, how that will end to everything in between. So there is a plan for this. Uh, so you could, Check out that interview, I guess, later. So it will be this Friday, um, which will be today. We're recording early, so that's why it sounds weird. Um, We'll have an interview with him. And also, we have an interview with Dion Taylor, who's the director who directed episode 10. So he's the one who finishes off in a big bang conclusion that we cannot talk about because that is a spoiler. But if you see those two episodes down the line, you'll know what happens there that's the most spoiler free that i can give you with that so uh that's that's all i really have to say in terms of that i want to thank everyone for listening to us it's technical difficulties aside it's been a wonderful episode and a wonderful show i am taking over hosting duties i am dana uh joined by richard 
and Gary. Check us out for next week. We have more content coming. Also check out thecoalition.com. That is the coalition with a K. That should just be our tagline forever. Uh, and have a wonderful day, afternoon, evening, and we will catch you next week. <laughs>